PKA 470. What's up, boys? Not much. Not much. Not as much as what you've been up to. So you Dude. both legs intact, both arms intact, oh, body damn. looking solid. This trip was amazing. One, I didn't break anything outside of a side view mirror. So no big deal. It's nothing. Yeah. And uh, um, I, so, for example, I did the Trans-America Trail. It was like 6,500 miles, something like that, 8,000. I don't recall. I probably did six or seven mountain passes on that trip. On this one, first day, eight mountain passes. We were just like, what's fun? He kept describing this trip. Like, you know, you have a birthday cake and you mm -hmm. eat the whole thing. He's like, this trip, this kid trip, just frosting. Nothing but frosting. Nothing but the best parts of like adventure motorcycling. Mm -hmm. So the first day we did, the plan was to spend a few days doing mountain passes in the Colorado. And then maybe, just maybe, go to Utah and check out Slick Rock. That was the idea. The first day, we did every mountain pass. Half of them, like, two times. And it was like, well, maybe we'll go to Moab. When I went to Moab on the Transamerica Trail, I had a bigger bike with luggage on it, and it was mm -hmm. harder to ride on some of these things. I was also less experienced. So I did, like, this practice trail, and then when I did the harder one, I made it about, I don't know, 15% in. And it was too difficult. And and like the nature of what would go wrong was your bike sliding down the side of a mountain, perhaps irrecoverably and you getting hurt. And I was like, eh, the juice just isn't worth the squeeze. On, and I have a pretty high risk profile, but I was like, I think there's an 80% chance I fucked this up and it goes mm -hmm. wrong. On the new bike, I think I can make it. Well, I go, my, my partner in crime, who's about the sk same skill level as me, instantly falls down the side of the mountain. And his bike, <laughs> like, <laughs> he's at the top and his bike is moving just a little bit. And he, like, grabs it a touch, but not enough. And the bike's trying to pull him off the side of the mountain. And nice. uh, he just lets it go. So he's unhurt, but his bike is now slid 40, 60 feet down a rock face. Oof. And uh, the recovery wasn't too bad. You know, he just climbed down the rock face himself. He could get it back. Yeah, because I, I imagine Looney Tunes, like you look off the cliff and there's a little yeah. puff of smoke at the bottom. <laughs> it wasn't, it was, a, it was probably 80 degrees straight down. Like you couldn't mm -hmm. walk down it, That's but it also hot. wasn't a free fall. And uh, this bike just had a bunch of scratches. Dirt bikes are pretty good at being dropped and dragged. Like they're built for that with that in mind, like a BMX bike almost. If you drop your BMX bike, what do you expect to happen? scratches but it works that's yeah. the same with the dirt bike anyway i happen to make that well we did slick rock for like a couple days and then we, we did um we went to this place i sent you pictures it was called top of the world i showed like my feet hanging off the cliff i made a little video you guys remember mm -hmm. yes and uh um uh, that might have been the last day we wrote so we wrote three days we drove four not a great ratio and uh kick butt it went super well i we, i went back to where i broke my leg like the exact spot we found it and uh i was like i gotta hit this again but this time not fuck it up so <laughs> i did i got my rematch and my win over the portion of the trail that broke me good yeah nice was it, was yeah that uh that video you sent successful. you were so high up it was a really incredible view uh it, it was like something i don't know off a calendar or something it was just a really mm -hmm. beautiful view everywhere you look too it wasn't like if you look right here it's <laughs> nice know. it was oh, like no. if you spend 360 even the even you were like that's town i'm like wow town's pretty <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. so far away it was like a little shimmering it mirage in the distance one downside my bike is carbureted and i knew that a carbureted bike might have trouble running well as i gained altitude yeah we talked about it 
but I didn't have a solution. I, I talked to a professional motorcycle mechanic and his best idea was like, well, when you get there, find someone who solves this all the, all the time. Cause apparently you can't tune a bike at 300 feet to run well at 10,000 feet mm-hmm. and like get that right. I feed kinda, O2 into my intake when I go up high like that. I know a pair of people that do that. But um, uh, anyway, my bike ran like shit. I had to hold it at like 7,000 RPM and feather the clutch or it would stall. And it was a real challenge. But uh, if I were to go again, I think I'd buy a fuel injected bike for the trip. Mm. I'm just glad yeah. you didn't grievously injure yourself again. <laughs> you know, the again is just hurtful on that. <laughs> just but imagine you're probably in a pattern where like you you injure yourself on a trip and then you have a triumphant return, which leads you to get way too ballsy about something else. And so you'll be you'll be wingsuiting in the next few months, <laughs> something like that. I would love to like, see I never him marry his thinking. Like I would love to see him marry his two extreme hobbies and have like wings mm. or sails or something on the bike. So that he could ride the bike Evil Knievel style off a canyon and glide it for some period of time. Imagine you put like Leonardo da Vinci style wings on a cheap dirt bike, you know, like a $500 dirt bike, and then ride it off a cliff. And you you stay with it for a while until you, you need to jump off, like do a little backflip, pull mm-hmm. the chute. It'd be really cool. This is genius. I should get on this. It's this. a good idea. Try it out. Yeah. Good this is a YouTube video that could make dozens of dollars. It's worth it. You're talking I mean, about huge, huge. Put adventures. it on TikTok, and we're talking dozens of pennies. <laughs> I, I think he was pronouncing on purpose. <laughs> put it on TikTok. <laughs> That's a good idea, Grandpa. Speaking of uh, of big time adventures, I have something analogous to your your story. So mm. last night, I was sitting on my couch, just just watching TV, relaxing, probably 11 p.m. And I hear a little, a little rustle, a little rustle, 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 rustle from my pantry. And I'm like, I tried okay. to tell myself that's the Cues. ice maker. And it's like, hmm. it's not the ice maker. The ice maker doesn't make scratching noises from the pantry. And so and it doesn't leave mouse poop behind. It either. doesn't leave mouse poop behind. <laughs> and so, and so then I went and it, it's late. I, I don't want to deal with this right now. <laughs> and so I like go into my pantry. It has like this accordion door. And I look, I hear like a little squish, squish. And I look down and like, there's a, there's a box down there of like this old, um, uh, like bulk creatine I bought a long, long time ago. And oh, no. it's just, he didn't get into the, that, did he? I hope not. Or he's, he would have got huge. And so <laughs> it's down there, but he's behind that. And in my head, I'm like, I don't want to kill the mouse. I just want to get it out of my house. But I don't want to deal with this right now. So I went and got one of my live traps and put some bait in there and like flipped the little lid down and then put wow. that in the pantry with the the mouse. Mm-hmm. And then I closed the accordion door behind it and was like, all right, hopefully I'll wake up in the morning to a nice little mouse trapped in a in a live trap. So when you said you don't want to deal with it, was the alternative getting a net and catching the mouse? Well, I or scr- crushing it with a broom. Yes, you know? like crushing it would have been the alternative, and like I don't want to hmm. kill it for no I've reason. I've never done that. And so, I kill them. I put on garden gloves with a trap. I put on a, I put on a garden glove, and I literally just grab them and put them outside. I grabbed oh. one barehanded once, thinking it's a mouse. Bring it. He bit me pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a wild animal. You don't want to like have it. Bite yeah, you we were worried I was going to get sick. <laughs> I grabbed a snake like ten days ago. It bit me repeatedly. Fucking a mouse? Snake. Oh, a snake. <laughs> it's a little snake. 
like a, yeah. like a, like a garter snake. snake. I don't even think those were venomous. You know, it's well, just like it? I remember yeah. Steve Irwin, God rest his soul, uh, watching the Crocodile Hunter back in the day. Or he had a couple shows, you know, early on, especially. He had he had this little show with his wife. And I remember him holding this snake, maybe waist deep in the water. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's right here. It's just a green boom boo snake. He's friendly. And it's biting him. Strike, strike, yeah. strike. And he's like, oh, grumpy fella. Put you back in your, put you back in your little tree here, and just just, just bleeding. Blood is just pouring. Blood's just dripping <laughs> down from each wound. He's like, "Oh, naughty fella." <laughs> well, this I wasn't had... as intense as that, but I, I put the little, you know, the little tubular live traps where, like, you put bait in the back, and they're meant to go in, step on a panel, and then it closes them in. And yeah. it's a mouse-sized trap, and so I put it in there. I, I close it in, and. This morning, I I come out to to do a little checking up, and so I open my accordion door, and immediately I hear like squish, 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 like into the back. One thing I noticed is I didn't realize last night there was a bag of basmati rice that was like on the ground too. All like a like a four pound bag of rice just oh. coating the entire floor there, and I'm like, this is a huge amount of. Some food of the grains of rice now. were black. Yeah, some of them were. Not as, <laughs> but I put them back in the bag. You just boil that right out. <laughs> they turn and, back. They disappear in the in the, in the water. And I don't the, know. <laughs> the, the live trap was flipped on its side and. There wasn't any bait in there anymore. And oh, I'm like, shit. what do you have in a, your That's a pretty covered. strong mouse to be flipping that thing. <laughs> the trap is splinters. And I, I, look, <laughs> I, I look back behind it and I see like a little, what looks like a mouse back there. And so thankfully, because my pantry isn't that far away from uh, the entrance from my garage, I open up my garage area and I'm like, all right, I need to like, grab i took my well, I, I went out in my garage and i found the widest implement i have which was a snow shovel i'm like all right this covers okay. most of the lane past me back into oh, my be house careful. Don't cut i want to try and off. push him that way like i didn't want to hit him i just wanted to scare him in that direction and this thing i immediately noticed it wasn't a mouse when it ran out and it was a full-on chipmunk like mm-hmm. a an entire chipmunk, an adult chipmunk. Eating rice. Yeah, that is better actually. Because then there'd be something scarier in there. And yeah. there's only one way for it to and run. I'm pushing, I'm trying to push it this way. It's it's not getting a good purchase on the hardwood of my kitchen. And so it like runs out kind of towards me and then freaks out and goes like it's not getting How it's like burning out. Show me with your hands. They're little, like, right? With, with the tail, like maybe that. That big. That's pretty big. That's bigger than I thought. A big it, uh, with the tail in there, like it was a decent sized chipmunk. And Chip and Dale, it, were you thinking of a partial chipmunk? Yeah, you were thinking of a, a tailless <laughs> one that, like, just you explicitly chip. said a full chipmunk. This I've thing, only seen them only, in pieces. There's <laughs> only one way for it to go straight. Like I had it set. My garage door was open. My mm. the door out to the garage is open. The sun shining. Birds are chirping out there. It can see that. And it runs towards the door and then takes a right into my laundry room. And Mm. now it's like hiding behind my washer and dryer. And I'm like, okay, I need to chase it back out towards towards the, the door. And so I like then I'm like like a retard, like banging on stuff like, ah, ah. 
Yeah. None! None! That was my idea too. I guess it's not a good one. Be it scared was, and erratic. Because then, and erratic. He, then he ran from the corner back uh, to like there's a partially full hamper that was in the other corner. And it was like I could see its little chipmunk face like peeking around there. And I was trying to be like, come on, buddy. Outside, outside, outside. And then he like ran towards me, like towards me. And it's then rabid. did a 180 where yep. he like burned out and kept sliding towards me a bit and then like <laughs> shot itself out of my my house in my garage and i, I was like very very thankful that i didn't have to kill him because i didn't yeah. want to hurt a little chipmunk can you imagine no. if i had put Did a you kill get a visual that he left the garage or could he still be there he could 100% still be in the garage <laughs> okay and All so right. it could be a this could He'll be, be dead soon if he's in the garage oh like if it's so hot in there. Oh, yeah. It, you're right. It will be dead. If it didn't leave before I went to the store earlier, it's dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm like always careful when I'm degrees. when I'm running around the house, like going room to room because I'm 95% moved in. But occasionally I'm looking for a belt buckle or some shit. Mm -hmm. And it's mm -hmm. it's in the garage in a box. I got to be careful not to leave any dogs out there because I don't think the little fuckers would make it long. It's baking in there. My garage oh, is yeah. not hot. I'm surprised. Like, it's insulated, I bet. You've got it like is, a layer of it, and yeah. the concrete takes doesn't warm up very quickly. The uh, concrete have, it has just a concrete floor, and it doesn't warm up that fast. Oh, I have that too, but you know, I don't think it cools off at night here. Really, it's mm. so goddamn hot. Plus, yeah. you know, the doors are non-insulated, so it's just a thin piece of sheet metal. It's 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 more like a solar oven than than anything. Like maybe 30 minutes ago, I was walking by to turn my AC down and I got like a notification on it where it's like, we're, it's, it's been set to a lower temperature for three hours, but the temperature has gone up. There may be a problem with your, your heating. Mm -hmm. And like, I felt like for cold air coming out and it is, it's just so fucking hot that Can't it's losing. Up. Yeah. Again. Did you do the attic thing? The little tent? No, I, I, I did. I 100% forgot about that until right now. <laughs> I, immediately, I immediately got a tent. I was like, that is something. It's Look, there's plenty of shit I don't know about. And there's plenty of shit that, that I don't know a lot about. But there's not a ton of stuff that I just never, ever even heard about. And I'd never even heard about this uh, the, this tent to go over the, the attic door. So I immediately fucking got one and put it up there because I was just imagining, you know, the heat leaving. You I show that really that cold here. I don't mean to make this an attic tent podcast, but it's a it's a pretty straightforward install, and this is the kind of thing I'm talking about. I mean, it's hottest summer of all time. A lot of people paying for electric electrical bills would probably like to save a few dollars every month, but mm -hmm. you know, eventually, after this pays for itself in a year or two, a year yeah, maybe less. It's like maybe less dollars, twenty to four dollars. Like maybe so, yeah. less. The uh, my uh, my last place. I think there was some kind of I don't know exactly how it works, but if you live in a certain area in Georgia, or maybe if, if you're in a certain location, Thank you. there's some really steep discount on electrical, and uh, but that didn't apply for the last month's bill. It was six hundred and sixty-six dollars was my was my final power bill at my last place, Ooh. which was a little spooky. Six six six. It was mm. some odd cents, but I don't count those. Uh, That's so was, expensive. Uh, that was a little high, huh? Yeah, dude. Yeah. If I see like like high 200s or like $300. I'm like, oh my God. Like what? Yeah. How low yeah. have I had my AC? Traditionally, that's kind of how I would feel. But apparently it was because of 
I don't know what the deal is. Maybe it's because of our nuclear or hydroelectric or something. That area that I was in gets some huge discount on electrical just because. Um, but mm-hmm. then, like I said, that doesn't apply to where I am now. I haven't gotten my, I don't think I've seen the first month's power bill. Or if I did, I didn't take note of it here. It could be crazy. Could yeah, be energy pricing is really complicated. Like it, the, the government subsidizes it and regulates it in lots of ways that like the cost of how much to produce it isn't really directly tied into how much you pay sometimes. And yeah, so I don't know. hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. It it's like corn here and, and understanding <laughs> why we grow so much of it and why we need so much of it. No, yeah. I think we have too you. much of it. We I have. think it's just making well, people put corn in everything. And from what I've heard, that's not good for us. That hydrogen fuel boondoggle, the the all I, all of it. I think there's um laws against selling a like growing regular sugar in America. Does that sound right? Um, so uh, I don't like know exactly what you're talking about, so but it's not competitive, maybe. I know that I, sugar comes from uh, not just sugar cane. I think the majority of sugar comes from sugar beets, which are grown in South America. Um, I want to say on the east coast of south america is it i believe brazil? It. i think it's brazil but all I've the corn syrup sugars corn syrup is what we've gotten all our stuff that's what the Most europeans and all well the you know if you've got a bag of sugar of it's uh, but i mean if you got a bag of sugar obviously that's yeah that's sugar yeah how can you find a bag of sugar uh i keep a bag of sugar you know if i want to do baking or if a visitor wants to put it in their coffee or something so there's always a pound of sugar in the cupboard but probably not that often to answer your question on how often I buy bags of sugar. Yeah, probably not mm-hmm. too often. You're not that big of a baker anymore. I guess you no. weren't ever a big baker. You were big into cooking for a couple of years ago. I've done a little baking. What I liked was um, sometimes I would recreate like a fancy romantic dinner. Not recreate, but just make. Um, so mm-hmm. I do like, you know, filet mignon and uh, some side and a salad. And then I would do those molten lava cakes. So I had to learn to make those in ramekins. Um, they're, they're, they're little chocolate souffles. And then uh, I learned that you could make a Grand Marnier souffle, which is basically a, a tasty little orange souffle. And I started making those. Uh, yeah, so that that's close to baking as I've, I've really gotten seriously into. I've never done cakes. I think I've baked one or two cakes before. Were they good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baking is like chemistry. Uh, like if you're cooking on a stovetop and you're making um, stir fry, mm-hmm. a lot of people think that's really easy because you're just throwing shit in there. But there's a little finesse to it. You got to watch things and be able to tell when this turns sure. translucent or that's about to be cooked through or it's good on the middle or it'll cook through sitting on the counter. But with baking, you follow instructions like you're coding and it mm-hmm. comes out the other side correct or you check your code because you messed up. It's it's, mm. it's it's autistic cooking. It's like it's math. Very different. There's no it's excuse for fucking it. <laughs> there are so no the other cooking. There's more of an art to that the chef mm-hmm. needs to apply, whereas baking is just following directions. There's a lot of eyeballing and finesse in um, a lot of other kinds of cooking, but there's almost zero that I can think of in baking. It's it's a formula that you're that you feed into that oven right. and you wait. Um, and it'll even change if you look at the back of baking stuff it'll tell you what to do at different altitudes because it matters mm. uh, yeah i didn't know that. that's what what kind of changes do they make for altitude time like oh, shit is oh, it sorry. time or like is it more longer oil? to make stuff in colorado or shorter i think it's time but i don't remember 
Yeah, because I, I, I think the boiling points might be different. Does that sound right to you guys? Yeah, but that wouldn't know. matter in the... Yeah, yeah, but that's not relevant to this. I, I don't know what else would be different. But I don't doubt that you're right. Yeah. Do you really yeah. want to go up against my cooking knowledge, Kyle? Huh? Do you yeah. want do you, do you want this smoke? <laughs> have you ever have you ever attempted to uh, cook a girl a romantic dinner? Yes. It's the atmosphere's pressure changing the book. You're absolutely right, Woody. You have. What did you cook? Uh steak and uh like a I think it was like an asparagus and mushroom like stir fry with it and then nice. like some rice or something. It was just like this is many years ago and it was just the easiest thing I could think like because steak is so solid for like feeling fancy, but also like, all right, you just do a little reverse sear in the oven, comes out perfect, and it makes you look much more competent than you are. Yeah. So like the way I would often have girls come over, like the first time I would meet them would be coming to my house mm -hmm. and uh, that can be super sketchy. And mm. uh, so, you know, what we've joked about how it is like, yeah, I know it's crazy or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I'm trying to make a good impression when she gets there. So I would usually she was might just be there just to bang and think she's leaving in a couple hours. But I'd be like, oh, look, I made you like a really fancy a couple dinner. minutes, right? <laughs> always makes a great impression. You know, <laughs> a couple minutes. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you know, yeah, I guess sometimes that's sort of like spelled out beforehand. I'm, I'm talking about mm -hmm. modern dating for, for Woody's benefit. You know, sometimes beforehand you're like, yeah, when you get here, like I'll have my dick out. And she's like, perfect. <laughs> and, wow. <laughs> you know, but but sometimes it's like, yeah, maybe come over and watch a movie. And what we mean is like, come over and let's make sure we that you don't smell or anything and that mm, and that you yeah. haven't gained 80 pounds since that photograph and this and that and the other. And, and you're playing fast you know, and loose. You're just going straight to the house. You're not you're not setting up a little coffee date, a little a little fact finding tour first. If uh if that's what they would like to do, then I'm more than happy to do to do anything and everything, whether it's some little coffee date or just like dinners, plural or whatever. Mm -hmm. But if I can just get you to come to my house and we can just watch a movie and I can cook you dinner, which will probably be a, a better experience for getting to know each other anyway. And it'll be yeah. cheaper for me. I don't want to run you all over fucking town if this isn't going to work out. You know, uh, that's my preference. Have you ever been like fat fished? And then yeah. when you see her at the door, just be like, hmm, no, and shut the door again. Or do you give her like a pity fuck and no callback? Like, what is the protocol? Well, <laughs> I've told my two my two um, stories. The one where mm -hmm. I just got my buddy to call me and I, I lied my way out of the car and basically had her turn around, take me back because like I told her that my film yeah. had gotten deleted accidentally and I had to go do reshoots yeah. and she and I sparing her feelings on intentionally. And then the other time I, I was just let her suck my dick. And then I was like, oh, yeah, sorry that I I didn't mean to come when you were sucking my dick. I was going to we were going to have more uh. sex. And I was like, tonight, tonight, after dinner tonight. And uh, but but let me get to work. And then after she left, I like blocked her on everything. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm just being honest because she had I didn't know what to do. Uh, that, that was all fib to you. Taylor, what, what would you do if. Yeah, you open the door and you realize you've been fat fished, but you know, like severely, like more than thirty-five pounds. If it's severely, uh, I don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. Like mm -hmm. I don't want to make someone feel bad. That that's not that doesn't make you feel. But she good. also started this relationship off with lying. She might yeah. be crazy though and not realize what she did. 
and you don't want to hurt a crazy person's feelings. I'm going to be courteous. Like I, I don't, courteous. I, I would not ever just be like, get the fuck off my, butt. like, no, like I, I'm going to be kind and like nice, but it's going to probably be obvious. Like when I don't hit her back up ever that like, eh, you, you know what you did. Like you, you were dishonest about it. What if hypothetically she was willing to do something intimate? Would you take advantage of that? Or would you just be like knowing that there would be no second date? Or would you just be like, nah, get the fuck out of here? Uh, Depends on the vibe. I take advantage of on on what she wants and what I, because sometimes it's like, there is much for just a casual fuck. Mm-hmm. Right, right. That's like, why I yeah, wish I had to take advantage. Her fetish is to be mm-hmm. overhead pressed, and she <laughs> saw your profile. She saw your profile, and she sent you her cousin's photos because she knew this would get her in your door. But now that she's here, here's a weightlifting belt, bitch. Let's do this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Blowing out my my L six. You're like, well, I'm gonna need a warm up. Yeah, goddamn! Can, can I deadlift you instead, sweetheart? <laughs> you, throw, you throw like ninety-five up a couple times and like stretch out. You're like, no, nah, a little more. Hang on. Back I can like have her sit on the top of my leg press thing. And I have that. this scenario that she like breaks out rope and you think she's into bondage, but really she's just giving you grab handles. You know, <laughs> <laughs> she like wraps up her two thighs for a grip and maybe something around her chest or neck. I don't know how that works. Wrap your hand up like you're riding a bull. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I imagine Kyle, like I, I haven't invested in a sex swing. Maybe I should based on mm. your reviews, but yeah. you've never had a situation where you were like, I don't know if this bitch can fit in this swing. Oh, well, she wouldn't have gotten there, you know, like, like we she wouldn't have made that, that point. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know. That's and, a and, suck and me it, up on the porch kind of girl. Yeah. <laughs> no, we have to do it here. So the neighbors know I'm savage. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, like, like I, I don't discriminate. I, I like a curvy lady, but I have for whatever reason, um, there was a string of, girls that i was i dated that were very small like mm-hmm. 95 to 110 pounds like like usually five one to like five three like in that tiny people mm-hmm. realm which is um so yeah you could just kind of i can overhead press a girl like that i was just thinking like overhead pressing a girl is kind of a feat because they're they're awkwardly yeah. shaped people in general you know like like barbells are made to be You'd have to decide balanced which shoulder was significantly stronger for the upper my left. body. My left is stronger. Wait, wait, wait. So we are grabbing her by like the mons pubis and the neck, right? This is no. how you overhead press a girl. I, I imagine. Well, she lays grabbing... sideways. Maybe it could be less of a perf. Yeah. So she. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What he's like, get a good grip to these two in the throat, these two in the clam. <laughs> he's just wrapping her hair up in his hand. All right, I got a good purchase here with this ponytail. <laughs> I've never done this. <laughs> um, like, you know, get like, like, like one shut hand. Up. Sort I'm of trying that. to lift. I'm trying to work out. <laughs> I would get my right hand at sort of her hip, like like where it hinges, sort of kind of like like my hands kind of around her ass, and uh, my thumb kind of coming around her like pelvis, and and then the left hand I would think would go around and under her armpit, or maybe mm, somewhere around around there. Sense. And it seems to me that it would be good to like start low and get a lot of momentum, and she could even help, and then yeah. like like press her. Um, 
but like anyone, 120 pound woman would be hard to overhead press. I think like real hard. Dude, a hundred pound think- woman would like it's it's so easy to forget and be like a hundred pounds, whatever. Like yeah, that's a barbell. A person is different. It's a person who's moving. They're trying to balance themselves as you're pushing. It's not counterpoint. Work right. The moving could be helpful. So I, I and I say this because. I see cheerleaders who I don't think could possibly overhead oh. press a woman, but a woman. But what they're doing is the women are kind of jumping up there and they synergize. Their actual effort is not too much different than like unracking a high overhead press, exactly because you know, they're already yeah. almost locked out. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I'm not talking. But that's not fair. That like I I think you have to press her from a full stop. Otherwise, you're just a cheerleader, and they don't get laid. I hear. They don't. don't. Well, yeah. I'm just kidding. They I do, lots but of they're men. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. they they are not competing for the same people you are. George Bush was a cheerleader. I think it, it. Look, I wish my high school had been big and rich and fancy enough that dude cheerleaders was like it's like yeah he's on the squad dude he gets to see he gets to put his hand in Amy's muff every night <laughs> like like I wish that was the attitude but we had one male cheerleader and he was a oh. fruitcake. That's more. That's one more than we had. Uh, we didn't. Have uh, he any was flamboyantly gay black man. Like 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 flamboyantly. Gay no black. interest in his his teammates on the, no. the cheer squad. He was okay. one of the gals. We had no boy cheerleaders, but we had two sets of girls cheerleaders. There were the football cheerleaders, who were the hottest, most eligible girls in the school. This was the Barbie squad, and then you had the basketball cheerleaders who were just not these were the girls who could never cheer for football these are the girls who couldn't get a date and it's like i know technically you're a cheerleader but you are not what we're talking about you're yeah you're not a basketball cheerleader Mm -hmm. everyone knows at least in america football is the the real cheerleader sport Mm -hmm. remember the south park where the one cheerleader was like retarded and ugly and and uh um kyle's little girlfriend spoke out for her because everybody else was being mean to her but then she started shopping her pictures like like putting photos oh, yeah, on yeah. it yeah and <laughs> everybody wanted a photoshopped girlfriend it, like, and, and wendy's like what the that's a great one i like because that's reality there are tons of people who are who have they have this picture of their girlfriend and their phone that they date <laughs> she's over there and she don't look like this picture and she hasn't and and who knows yeah, this is, this is her. This is her. Maybe like, ever. Yeah. I, would you point her out? <laughs> it's funny. I got to the point where I think I can see a filter, right? If a girl smiles and has like no crow's feet at all, if there's no hint of like bags under the eyes, it's probably filter, especially if she's over like 25 or 30. Mm-hmm. But um, what I, I don't know that I'm catching all of them. You can do a filter subtle enough to just bump you up like one point and maybe I don't catch it. Yeah. And you can do filters that. So if you know where someone started, then you you'll you'll catch it. But if you've never seen this, if the first time you see this person, they've got a ridiculous filter on. I saw one the other day, and it slipped off of her like she was a goddamn reptilian being exposed to ultraviolet <laughs> rays for the first time or some <laughs> shit. And it was just like she was like, "Hi, everybody!" I'm, and she turned to the side. I'm Denise. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like that Chinese so guy. Scary. I was just gonna say the motorcyclist, right? Yeah, the motorcyclist. Yeah, I think he's Japanese, but yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, that was that's Fucking, a good trick he played on. If people don't know, there was a over fifty guy, ugly, had long blonde hair, 
and uh, he went around movie. using a filter to just be like a really smoking hot. I'll call her like twenty two year old girl. And uh, moto vlogs, right? Yeah, yeah, Instagram type thing. Instagram reality is a subreddit. I'm sure you guys have seen like, it. Like, to me, like guys are so good at that because if we see a girl who's actually good at the thing that we're that we like, and and we can be like, whoa, she's not just good for a girl. She's like good. It's mm -hmm. a it's a real like. I don't know, entryway into becoming her uh, her fake internet friend and having mm -hmm. a uh, <coughs> more, really a parasitic relationship more than anything. But that's what he was doing, I would imagine. Like, all these guys were like, yeah, she rides just like me. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> In and reality, like, she does, but she is a 50-year-old man named Kuchang. Yeah. And, <laughs> that and she probably ride with you, too. It works on me a little bit, but I never thought it would. So here's where I'm going. I have seen a lot of women pose with guns. Now I like guns and I'm pro gun, but it's not like my passion. I, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't see it. I, I can't recognize all the scopes and stuff like Kyle probably can. But I, I saw, I see girls pose with guns and I'm like, this is such horseshit. Like, why do you like this? On the other hand, if I see a girl on like a dirt bike or something, uh, it's like, wow, it bumps her up like three points in my mind. And I have to, happens for me to care that she's got a gun like like for i hate posers and anything i hate fucking posers it's like be be what you are at what you're good at you know like like I tr i've always tried so hard not to be a poser mm. and uh and i see and most people holding those fucking guns are goddamn posers uh, and there's a difference between like a character and a poser <laughs> like like, like mm -hmm. that's not at odds with one another um <laughs> yeah but uh but i see those girls holding guns most of the time and i think you don't like guns like you like guys who like uh, like guns or you mm -hmm. like, you know, getting the views from guys who like guns, maybe even even more diabolically. Can you tell a but, poser by the way they hold the gun? No, but I can tell like based on what they're doing with the gun, because sometimes it's a photo of them shooting. And then I can tell, I, mm -hmm. I think uh, like if I see a girl shooting sporting clays, I think I can tell right away. Like if she's real, like I don't need a video, just a photo of her. Like there's a picture Taylor uh, used to have up of him, maybe on Twitter or something of him shooting. I'm like, oh, yes, yeah, Taylor knows how to stand. Uh, but if I saw a girl shooting, like just based on her gun, right? If she's got a gun mm -hmm. that fits her, that's a huge. It's like, oh, you went and got the gun that fits you. You didn't just grab mm -hmm. your boyfriend's gun. You don't have some 32 inch barrel on this fucking trap gun that you yeah. can barely hold up. Uh, this is a gun made for you. This is your fucking gun. And you probably like, picked that rib and you probably decided that cheek that cheek thing and the comb thing or just how you wanted it women are that attracted I can get to, to nature that's why one of that's why my most like tinder picture is me with a gun in my mouth because <laughs> 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 women are like wow that guy's that guy's his fingers on the trigger <laughs> i asked Kyle because i a really common thing they do is they hire a model, right? A drop dead 10 out of 10 supermodel, mm -hmm. put her in a bathing suit and have her carry a surfboard as if that's what she was doing or about to do. And uh, like Kyle one, I can see if that board fits her in a snap. And it's like, that's not your, get the fuck out of here. That is either a child's board or a grown man's board. That is not yours. And the other is I can tell by the way they hold it, whether or not they carry surfboards. Mm -hmm. They're awkward to carry. And it's like, what do you no fucking no one carries a board like that you, you don't look like you know what you're doing so yeah anyway sometimes if you're an expert in something you can spot it super fast yeah for sure um i, I think driving is like that if you see someone drive that not 
What I mean by drive, here's what I mean. If you see someone mm -hmm. parallel park, you can tell if they can drive. You yeah. see someone parallel park or um, a more the, the southern version of parallel parking, because we got parking everywhere down here. We don't have to do that shit is uh, backing a trailer in backing a trailer into a driveway or, or something like that. Now, look, if you can't do it, it doesn't mean you can't drive. It just means you don't do that regularly. Yeah. But uh, but if you see some the my point is that someone who does that regularly enough to be good at it is definitely a good driver. Like, like And if I see a woman who can do that and I have. Uh, we had a, um, my dad's farm. There was they, they drive these semi trucks with chicken feet in them, and there was a lady, and she has to back it up in a certain way, and it's got this big spout that comes out to the side with a boom arm that she mm -hmm. has to swing just right. It's like <clears throat> it can operate that shit. Now, she was about five foot three, two hundred pounds, mm. and she had she had a little bit of uh, facial hair, but but she could drive okay. the shit out of that. Yeah, that but her girl. Tinder profile smoking. Yes, grinder. grinder. You can tell she really knows how to drive. I, I didn't even think of that. Are there gay women on Grinder? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I never even. What is a woman, Woody? <laughs> uh, that's such a hard question. I'm, pre I'm pretty mm. sure an adult um, female human. I, human, huh? You what's did. that? It's a little restrictive. A human, a <laughs> no, homo an adult. sapien. <laughs> a bipedal ape <laughs> yeah um I, I don't know when you become an adult for real like like honestly i really don't know when i remember there were there was a time when i thought of danger as i think it's about responsibility and taking personal responsibility because i used to think of dangerous things as the pain that would they would inflict on me that was that's what would and, and I'd be, but I'd never consider the hospital bills mm -hmm. but later on I was like man that's a three thousand dollar injury <laughs> 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 like like breaking your breaking something hurts and like getting cut sucks but it's so annoying we have to having to go through the, the, the to the hospital and actually pay those fuckers um, oh yeah so so I that's part of when I thought I became an adult when I started caring about Oh, man, let's not do that. You know how expensive it is to fix a leg? Yeah. <laughs> For me, it's the downtime. And I don't typically fret. I have insurance. I don't fret the hospital charge. I pay a ton for insurance. But that does mean that when I get hurt, there's no big charge. And the pain, I don't... I really haven't had a, injuries that you'd think are painful. Like the last couple times I broke mm -hmm. legs, broke my finger, broke my... I don't remember what else I broke recently. But um, all that stuff, like the pain wasn't too bad. Yeah. It was the limitations. Like, hey, if you want yeah. to heal this in three weeks, you need to be fucking still. Your new hobby is Netflix. Don't do anything. That's the torture for me. I, I'm like, man, this is just... Do, do I want my summer to end today? Today. Yeah. It is you know, August 22nd. It's over today if you get hurt. You'll be back on your feet in December. Fuck that. That makes sense. I always say that breaking my uh, my ankle was the most painful thing, but I think it was when I burned myself. Burn suck. That was really bad. Uh, that and it kept going, huh? The, the acetylene acetylene one thing. with the balloon. Yeah, yeah. When I took all the skin off the back of this hand, um, that was. I just remember the waves of pain that would just go, hurt, 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 hurt. Hurt, 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 hurt. And I slept that night with it in ice water. And like, Was like, that good? Did they tell you to? I didn't go to the hospital till the next day. Okay. Um, and I don't uh, know if that's good. 
I don't know if it's good or not, but it's the only way I could deal with the pain. You know, it numbed it up enough that that like I could fall asleep with it in there in the ice because it was just waves of intense pain. Ugh. It was second and third degree. I got first, second, and third degree. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure mm. there were some edges that were first, but that really fucking hurt, man. That that hurt a lot for a long time because breaking it, breaking something has this sort of. At first, it doesn't hurt a lot, but it's it's more of an intense thing right then and there. But the the burn just got worse throughout the day and the evening and the night and through the middle of the night. That was so bad. Yeah, Ugh. burns suck. Yeah. My yeah, last couple of broken burn. bones have not been that painful. But it, I was on the other side of Kyle's story as he was telling it. I've had poison ivy that's terrible and annoying and the itching. There's just no relief from the itching. And it's just mm. making me crazy to that. Like it starts impacting my mental health because this poison ivy has been going on for like seven days now and it hurts. so oh. much. And one of my moves is to take a blow dryer to the poison ivy and hurt it. The pain is preferable to the itching. And I will just be like, Whoa. fuck, fuck. Fuck you. Fuck you. That's this... psychotic. Whoa, bro. <laughs> Let's take a step it's back. Too, it's still going to itch again when you stop hurting yourself. All right. Let's not... <sighs> uh, let... All right. I got a be... I got like eight better ideas. <laughs> I don't doubt it. <laughs> number I one. I've never, never in my life had poison ivy. Did you start like, with three. calamine lotion or did you go straight to branding? <laughs> <laughs> like, was there an oatmeal bath? section or did you go straight to the blade oh, i remember like, oatmeal bath when i had chicken pox as a kid fuck yeah i have it here when i um when i'm taking those if i take i take those hot ass hour-long baths to to burn extra calories but and that'll dry your skin out so i throw mm -hmm. oatmeal shit in there so i'm floating in a salty briny oatmeal bath it probably tastes good did you have chicken pox as a kid did you get it of course when i was five I don't I think remember. that they that they make kids get it anymore. That's wildly irresponsible. It we used to have chicken pox. All right, I say we. My generation had chicken pox parties where yeah. if you got it, you'd be like, "Little Eric has fucking chicken pox. Everybody come over and get it now. Get it out of the way. That way you're not the random kid who gets knocked out of school when it matters or or the the yeah. bizarre 25-year-old man who has to can't go to work this week because he has chicken pox. You know what I mean? Or, like, or my understanding mm -hmm. is chicken pox is an inconvenience and a pain as a child, but it's dangerous as an adult, which is yeah. why I thought oh. they infected kids. Mm -hmm. Have you heard that yeah. also, Taylor? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, okay. I didn't know that. As, a, as an adult, it's more dangerous to you. So I, I didn't have to go to a party. I just remember some kid had it at our school when I was in like first grade and yep. then came home. My mom was like, oh, I wonder if you're going to get chicken pox and like in, in eight hours, like I had chicken box yeah. and that, that was it must awful. be wildly contagious for because i wasn't a touchy-feely kid like like i wouldn't mm -hmm. have been like but i got it you know like maybe just touching toys can i it's bacterial skin infection or is it's viral i, I don't know anything about chicken i have pox. no idea but it was it was pox. itchy as hell and it, bacterial. it, went, it went if you vaccinate it has to be viral no no like no like, okay uh, like smallpox is bacterial is my understanding, right? Or maybe I'm dumb. No, that's a virus. Right? Is it? You know, I, I don't, don't think it. a pox. A pox. A pox on your on your ancestors. I oh, bet pox is bacterial. Oh, Zach says it's viral. So viral. Well, I'm wrong. there we go. Um 
another. Yeah, I don't remember how I got chicken pox, but I remember when the ice cream man had just come down our block and, you know, the song plays out of the truck and all that shit. I get ice cream. I'm eating it. And suddenly everyone's paying attention to me. They're all pointing at me saying I have chicken pox. I have no idea. All I want more than anything else in the world is just for people to stop paying attention to me but they won't like a crowd gathers they're all like look look you've got chicken pox you've got chicken pox i'm like smallpox i don't don't think so (laughs) that would have been a better answer like no i'm pretty sure no like they're like it's coming in and then my mom comes out and she's like yep this is chicken pox and they pull me in the house and i just i don't know endure it for a couple days yeah, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't too bad. It was I remember as a kid though, that was like the first disease that like radically altered your appearance like all over because yeah, I had and I guess like kids get it different. Like I had like chicken pox on my face, arms, like I've legs. Heard of people getting it in their eyes, like like in their eyelids or something. I have heard of that. I thank God that did not happen to me. But I had two that were right next to each other in the middle of my forehead, like a little, nice. like uh, like uh, like ass cheeks. So like did you right scratch at them and, and pull oh, them a lot? <laughs> I make sure like, it's a permanent scar. <laughs> my mom like solidified in me. Like if if I was like even like gently rubbing one, she'd be like, "Stop it! You're gonna give yourself a scar. Do you want to have scars all over your face forever?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Nah, you want zero to 60 there. You're right. She'd show you Edward, <laughs> Edward James almost fucking pictures. <laughs> you want to be this guy? This no. could be you. No. Yeah. You'll get short and Mexican. It'll happen. You'll <laughs> <laughs> be a really good actor. <laughs> Tremendous actor. Who is he? Uh, Edward Aaron? James almost? James Edward yeah. almost. Edward James almost. He's the one who always takes shit on the like, family wait, guy. Wait, is it Edward James almost? It is Edward James almost. Why am I saying James? I can't yeah, believe yeah. I beat you in an actor name off. That's I, it, wild. Battle I can't Star- name one movie he's oh, in. Oh, Battlestar Galactica guy. Right? The one who gives it the is, speeches, yeah. the general? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. I do enjoy yeah. his work. Adama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Kyle. From- Jackie and I are watching Star Trek together. Wonderful. 10 out of 10 recommendation. That thing, I am enjoying pretty much every, even the bad episodes. I'm like, well, this is what Star Trek is. Enjoy it. Take it yeah, in. Yeah, they're going on a little mission here, doing a little science or whatever. They, It seemed like their goal was to do classic Star Trek. And what happens in classic Star Trek in, a, in any given season is there'll be an episode where we go to a fairy tale because aliens found uh, the, our, our, our daughter's fairy tale book and interpreted it as by mm-hmm. used it as their codex for communication. They're like, ah, this must be all there is to humanity. Let's set up this structure so we can tell them what we want. So that'll happen. Or they there there'll be a holodeck episode. Or the aliens. I come didn't in love the a- trial. I don't want to spoil too much, but there's a character who's in trouble for being who she is. So oh, they have to it. like get an attorney. And- I didn't love it. I liked it. I liked the end. Okay. I like that ending moment where like every they, they did little flashbacks and showed you there had been a building little thing. I like that. Okay. But I guess the episode on the whole was just you know boring courtroom drivel. I, I've liked other stuff though. I, I think Picard once served as a defense attorney and I was into it. So I, I, I'm inconsistent there. But uh, even the bad episodes are good. They're just not great. And I've been yeah, the drumhead is uh, the drumhead is one of my favorite uh, next generation episodes. Mm. That's when their suspected sabotage aboard the Enterprise turns out not to be true. But they bring in this this uh, this investigator who's more like a, a persecutor than a prosecutor. And she's got it in her head that there's something afoot and she's going to root it out. 
and she's questioning people and having trials and tribunals and and she's got Picard even. She's got him in the chair and she's going to put him under her thumb. And he just sits there and he goes, you know, it occurs to me. And he goes on this little speech instead of answering any one any of her questions. And it it just went. He wins right there. It's tremendous. The drumhead is amazing. And mm. then there's another episode where he is Data's defense attorney in determining whether Data, as a an android, has the right to say no to them. To be like, no, I don't want you to take my brain apart and see how it works because that might kill me. And they're like, yeah, but do it anyway. But he's a robot, <laughs> no. right? He's an android. Is that like half robot? No, I don't it's know. A robot. It's a. It, it's all robot. It's a. It's a robot made to look like a person. But it's all robot. Yeah. Oh well, then who cares? He's well, people, though. He. It, he's like a self-learning thing, and he becomes the his accumulation of his life experiences. The answer right? is his friends care, and that's the point of the episode. <clears throat> and so they have a trial where his friends, and mostly Picard, prove that. Yeah, he is a person. Like I can ah, swap a part on a motorcycle, yeah. and it's just a mechanical thing. I still have that bike. But Data, there's only one Data because he is the result of his life's experience, unlike a motorcycle. And but a it's science. all like, it's still a robot. They, so it's all like make another one, this, though. then this. Like inputs. No. Like it's not, he's, he's not artificial. real. He's full-on artificial intelligence that that broad artificial general artificial intelligence is what it's called. Like he's a guy. He's a they dude. should just copy his brain so that they if it goes do wrong, that. They can do so, that. so that's the that's the thing is the guy who made him died and he only made well he made he only made the one for to keep things oh, short. Oh okay. Yeah. Because if it was like a real Android situation, they wouldn't be able to rely on that because it'd just be everyone would have one and it would you know, be getting the whole remapped of, and changed all the time. And now you're talking about season one of the shitty Star Trek, uh, Picard, where they talk about the Android revolt on Mars and how they had to, like, I think they outlawed androids and now they hunt them down, kind of Blade Runner style. And then the androids rebelling on the android planet led by a data like clone or ancestor. It's hard to tell at this point. They want the actor to keep coming back. So they keep finding, <laughs> you know, the actor's great. The data actors. Yeah. So they just keep bringing him back one way or another. A little <laughs> weird. Cause like, like Taylor pointed out, he is an Android, but I watched Picard. I'm like, damn, that Android got 40 years older and drastically overweight. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost yeah. like he's 65 now. It's like, man, you're look, making the rest of the crew look terrible. We were uploading obesity drive and, yeah. <laughs> and can't sleep well drive. You know, oh, we, we reflux have, drive. Just think <laughs> we're on a planet that makes uh, only data fatter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> planet cholesterol. <laughs> Actually, so I don't know that Picard gained any weight. Riker did. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. You know, they're 70s. You know, it's it's. Let it go, you know. Mm -hmm. Although that, it, it's not yeah. like he. No, you're right. Like you're right. They have regular acting gigs. They just they got the call, like, and it was like, really, you need me back because I haven't thrown the ball in like three or four generations now. You know, mm -hmm. and they're like, no, no, we want you back. We want you to throw the ball. Fuck, like a background character. Are you gonna Tony Stark me into a suit or something? No. You're going to go in the regular fucking zip up fucking jumpsuit <laughs> like you all did Those when you had 12% body fat. <laughs> Let's fucking go. 
Those ah. things hide nothing. He looked fat back in the day. Like I always thought, if you go back, Riker's like got a little bit of a chubby thing going on, just a little bit of a gut. It's like not hmm. as good as he could have looked. I would say. Those but Riker was such stuff. a ladies' man. I was watching the recent well, Star Trek, and I forget which characters it was. It might have been Spock and the nurse, but like someone had a romantic opportunity. Like it was a chance, yeah. and they passed it up. And my wife was like. Riker would have hit that. <laughs> Riker, Riker is such a man whore that there's a yeah. whole episode where Riker is on like some pleasure planet, which mm -hmm. is essentially like a prostitute planet where they just want yeah. dick. And and he's hooking up with this weird looking alien and she's they're getting all flirty and she's got his like com badge, his communicator, plus his sort of insignia uh, that's on his jacket that pops off. Mm -hmm. That's it's everything. It's just a cell phone, basically. And she's like, ooh, look what I got. He's like, give it back. That's Star that's Starfleet property, and I need it for my commander duties. He's like, ooh, hoo, hoo, hoo. throws it out the window. Out the window so she can, like, get what him to herself. That'd be, like, the end right there. I got to go get my phone real quick. I don't care who you are. But mm. then she's, like, macking on him a little. Hey, let's play a little game. He's like, oh, yeah? I know a few games myself. And she's like, no, nah, no, nah, not your dick. Look at this thing. She she pulls out this little VR headset. That looks kind of like a tiara, and she throws it on him. Turns out, it's some sort of crazy mind control device. And now they've got him, and now he's going to infect the entire Enterprise crew. Everybody's playing the game, getting corrupted, and it's all because he's down on the pleasure planet, getting fucking dangerous, strange pussy, sticking his dick and crazy. It's multiple times his Star dick Trek STDs are rough. Yeah, this is what I thought Star Trek was about. I thought it was more about. Fighting aliens, no. conquering the skies. Very rarely is it that. <laughs> yeah, very, those very are just the peak episodes. It. Mostly, like, like, it's about like crew interaction interactions. Yeah, yeah it, it's a lot. We're gonna of, fight aliens. Um, it's like, no, we need to find out if this robot deserves to live. The, like, <laughs> there are okay. there are plenty of episodes where there's. It's often more. To, <clears throat> it's often brinksmanship, right? Where the two captains are facing off head to head. And it's like our people are both down on that planet. And one side is like, do not interfere what's, with what's going on, on that planet. And the other side is like, we just want to get our people out of there. Don't you fucking do it. We'll kill you. We'll kill everyone. And there's this sort of negotiation. And there's a lot of negotiating. And more often than not, there's a, a, a we learn something at the end. There's an allegory. Or, uh, but, but I really like the Wharf episodes. The whole Wharf tale is wonderful because they let him be in multiple TV shows and movies. So he has this long story, longer than anyone else's, because it begins way back in the first season of The Next Generation in 1991 or 1990, something like that. And it goes all the way into the movies and Deep Space Nine, and he gets a full character arc the way oh. no one else does. It's pretty is neat. He get, is he the same actor all the way through? Yeah, mm -hmm. Michael Dorn is the and actor. So Michael Dorn, it, it, Michael Dorn, if you don't watch the show, uh, has a tremendous amount of makeup on. If there's yeah. any actor you could swap in all of Star Trek, I can't think of a better candidate than Michael Dorn. But interestingly, no one has had more like job stability than that actor. He's invited into every Star Trek variation. I did no a bad job. Actually, Michael Dorn was in Star Trek before Star Trek The Next Generation. He was Kirk's defense lawyer in Star Trek VI. Um, uh, when, I did uh, not know that. Yes, he is not Worf, though. He's a different <laughs> defense attorney Klingon, but that is Michael Dorn in that makeup defending Kirk. Um, and uh, he's uh, he's obviously still in Star Trek because he, he was just in the last so season. Are you saying Picard. he was in the original first Star Trek with Shatner? 
the Kirk? movie, the it's Star oh, Trek oh. Six, the the film, uh, which was oh, made okay. in 1991. So it, it's it's really close. The timelines are clearly they were like, ah, this guy makes a pretty good Klingon. Let's let's get him in here because he he does a pretty good job at defending uh, Kirk in his trial. Kirk is a, ultimately found guilty and sent to the dilithium mine. Mm. I like it when an actor has stability on a job and likes it. A really common thing that happens is an actor will make it on like Law and Order, or say, and he'll be like, you know what? I'm a working actor. I'm becoming sort of a big deal. I'm going to ditch Law and Order and start my movie career. And it's like, no, you fuck. You made a huge mistake. Law and Order would, would have had you for the next 30 years. But instead, now you're trying to star in like fucking Top Gun or something. But that's well, not you. It's it's interesting that you should bring that up right after talking about Michael Dorn because what happened was the actress who played Tasha Yar, she was the um, security security chief. Yeah. Or she she was the like officer who fired the 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 ship, the the the, the lasers and the, the phasers and the torpedoes. She was up there, and Worf was like security officer or some shit in a red suit. She got. She didn't like how her character was not growing, and she also had some beef with the with one of the head showrunners. So she quit and attempted a movie career. She's in Pet Cemetery. Didn't go well. Um, and Worf slides into her role. They kill her off on the show mm -hmm. like it's nothing. They, they, like they have an I oil monster killer. I can't really think they, of another actor that died on that show that like yeah. mattered. I don't think they're... I don't think there are any. Just off Star the top Trek's of my head. They, big on plot armor. I'm sorry. Carry on. Yeah, they had her come back for multiple episodes to kind of sew her character up and give it a proper goodbye and everything. She ends mm -hmm. up being a, a a prisoner of war rape victim who's forced to bear a daughter. That's how they <laughs> sign her off. Oh, and then they have her come back to play what? the rape the rape victim baby in the future because they sent her back in time to die, but instead of dying, instead of dying, she gets. POW raped and forced to like bear the daughter for the enemy and live in their society. And when she tries to like grab her daughter and run for safety back home, the daughter yells out, she's taking me, she's taking me. So they execute Tasha Yar, take her daughter. Daughter grows up, looks just like Tasha Yar so we can use the same actress. Mm -hmm. And now she's the bad guy. <laughs> and that's pretty stupid. <laughs> well, it plays well. Uh, I like it. It's a big reveal. It's like dun dun dun. Tasha <laughs> yeah. It's good. It's Tasha yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But Michael Dorden, he Michael Dorn. I keep adding a syllable. Got it. Yeah. He um, he he appreciated the job security that it brought. And I mentioned Law and Order that that um, sort of the heavier, Red not guy. so handsome. No, oh, Sipowitz. I think you're on NYPD Blue. I am. And uh, um, but the one of the detectives on Law and Order, I can't remember his name, but they asked him, like, you know, you're going to go on to something else. He's like, no, no, I've never had this kind of job stability. I'm going to keep this job for as long as they keep me. I'm never going anywhere. And sure enough, he was on Law and Order. Like, is it the, the big years guy? Could be. White guy. Like, I got yeah, one better who's than been that. doing it for a decade, two decades. I got one better than that. Um, so I don't watch soap operas. I never have. But growing up. I remember my mother watched The Young and the Restless, and occasionally I would pick up a little bit of what was going down. I remember being five or six year, years old, and there was a character named Victor Newman on this show. Mm -hmm. He is a handsome older man, and I'm talking in 1991, he was a handsome older man. And uh, 
He is still on that show right now. Here's the thing, though. 32 years ago. No, no. Even better, he didn't start the show in 1991. He'd been going for like a decade or two already. Wow. He's been on that show for like, I, Zach will find like it. 45 he's years. He's going for there. Pat Sajak's record. No, no. Decades. Who am I going for? Who's um, Regis? I don't know. Pat Regis and Kathy Lee, that guy. Oh, Regis he, Fieldman. He, yeah, he has the record for the most TV time in history. The, yeah, I remember him mostly not from the morning show because I was on the way to school, but from um, the millionaire who wants to be a millionaire when when that mm-hmm. was just crazy that they were going to give someone a million dollars. That was like 1999. Yeah, his name's Victor Newman. That's the name of the yeah, character. It and is. And this guy has been on The Young and the Restless from 1980 to present. Yeah. So 42 years. 42 years continuously and and they and they do lots of episodes on that it's like old school tv so tons of episodes there's no telling how many hours i remember it's so crazy i can remember what was going on in the episode i saw when i was five victor was on the run and he was with a blind woman and that was his love interest he was living with her and you got to keep in mind victor newman is like a rich wealthy man Mm. i I happened to click a clip the other day because it's on some app i have and it, it was modern day like this recorded this year and it's him and he's like hello for the past 40 years i've played victor newman i thought i'd share with you one of my favorite clips from all those years and it's actually him uh meeting his estranged father and his father's like what do you want boy money i've got money million dollars two million say the word i'll write the check and he's his father you threw me away like i was nothing since then i've become rich Powerful, known throughout this entire world. A million dollars. I'm richer than you can fathom. I'm leaving here with your grandson, and we'll never see you again. We'll never think of you again. Goodbye, father. And his father's a little, little mouth trembles. It's great. I was like, damn, maybe I should be watching Young and the Rest. <laughs> this, yeah, this is dramatic. Uh, every every four minutes, there's something earth shattering. Yeah, I don't want to watch Young and the Restless, shit. but I would watch Kyle talk about the Young and the Restless. That's oftentimes better than the show. Can you imagine how great it would be if you discovered though that you absolutely loved the Young and the Restless or like General Hospital or something? Yeah. It'd be like, oh, I've got okay. They've got four thousand eight hundred episodes. <laughs> It's like, oh, so for every one episode the Simpsons did, they have five. Wow. Like, that's, that's, that's a lot of con- probably uh, terrible content. It, uh, it's insane. Jensen Ackles started out there, the guy who's the smaller one from Supernatural. You know, there's the two brothers, the smaller brother. He was a, uh, he might be young and the restless. He was some, one of those soap operas. That was his gig. I didn't know that. Yeah. I still haven't watched Supernatural. That's probably a wrap, episodes. Huh? I got to play yeah. some Baldur's yeah. Gate. I haven't played a bit today. All right. Mm. Zach, press the button.